0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is up, party people? Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode we got a couple games to talk about. The Lakers played the Clippers. The Lakers played the Knicks. Let's jump into it. All right. So, Lakers, like I mentioned in the intro, played the Clippers on Thursday night. And then the Lakers played the Knicks last night, Saturday night. The Lakers lost on Thursday to the Clippers by one point. They lost that game 111 to 110. Anthony Davis had a shot down the stretch that literally went in and out. It would have won the game for the Lakers. But ultimately, they couldn't get it done, and the Lakers lose to the Clippers. And that put them down three games below five hundred again in the season. They played that game without LeBron James, who was still dealing with a knee injury. So in that game, the Lakers... Anthony Davis played well. I mean, he had 30 points, I want to say. I'm pulling up the... uh, Pulling up the box score just to see, just if we can give a rundown. So, for the Lakers, the starters, we had Malik Monk, Stanley Johnson, Anthony Davis, Avery Bradley, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron did not play. Anthony Davis had 30 points in the game. Malik Monk had 21 points in the game. Russell Westbrook with 17. And Anthony Davis, he's been killing it. I mean, he went 12 for 24, shot 50% from the field. Malik Monk, 42%, 8 for 19. Russell Westbrook, thirty-eight percent. He's done better. He's done worse. Seventeen points. Of course, we want to see him putting up more than that, closer between twenty and twenty-five. You know, if you had Malik Monk with twenty-one, Anthony Davis with 20, with thirty, Russell Westbrook, he has seventeen. That's not bad, but you want to get him closer to get him closer to like twenty, twenty-five points. And if that happens, the Lakers win that game. And there's other things to talk about. There's other things that the Lakers did poorly in the game and to end up losing but for the most part the 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 main guys in the game played okay they did they did enough to stay close the rest of the team not great Stanley Johnson two points I know he's not a scorer we don't look to him to score a bunch of points but only two points for Stanley Johnson Avery Bradley six points so and then Russell Westbrook 17 points you want to get more from him so for the most part, outside of Malik Monk and Anthony Davis, you didn't get the scoring you really needed in the game. And then from the bench, Taylor Horton-Tucker, 9 points. Carmelo, 7 points. Dwight Howard, 7 points. Austin Reeves, 5 points. That's just not going to get it done. We've talked about this a ton in the past. The Lakers need more scoring than just Anthony Davis and Malik Monk and LeBron. We need more scoring off the bench. And when we win games, it's typically because we have someone off the bench putting up 15 points 20 point and this was the case back in 2020 i remember talking about this it. there's a ton with that team who ended up going to win the championship but like same thing with them that was a weird team it was a weird situation it wasn't most people did not think that that team was going to win a championship they, they were not very deep and not did not have a ton of depth and when they looked pretty bad they looked bad because they didn't have guys coming off the bench able to score the basketball. It was LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then you needed a third guy to step up. And it didn't always have that third guy step up and then didn't always have the bench to step up. So similar situation here where offensively the good the guys that are good are 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 playing well, but the rest of the team needs to step up a little more and, and just needs to to play better. And so I mean to lose to the Clippers always sucks. The Clippers were playing without both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So Looking at their side of things, their starters were Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Serge Ibaka, Amir Coffey, and Reggie Jackson. I don't follow the Clippers a ton. I couldn't tell you who Amir Coffey is. I don't know if he's good or not. He had three points in the game, only shot three shots, but he started for them. Marcus Morris led with 29 points. Marcus Morris scored 29 points. Serge Ibaka had 20 points. Reggie Jackson had 25 points. Luke Kennard had 10 points off the bench. You know, this is a team where they, you know, they're pretty deep. They have their bench is good. I mean, like if you install or if you insert Paul George and Kawhi into this into this team, it, it becomes a really good team. The only reason that they've been struggling is because they they've been playing without their two best players. We can somewhat uh, we know how that feels. So. Again, these players are good play They're good role players, but they're not players that you should be necessarily afraid of them like stepping up and killing you like Marcus Morris did with twenty nine points. He shot six for seven from the three point line. I mean, that's it's impressive. He's a, he's a good shooter, but I mean, six for seven that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, so they end up winning one eleven to one ten. And my biggest gripe with the game is, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch the entire game, but I watched the last like three minutes of the game and and like the highlights of those and whatnot and it became pretty evident that the one of the biggest problems for the lakers is their inability to get a stop down the stretch i mean if the lakers the lakers were playing pretty well offensively down the stretch anthony davis was hitting shots russell westbrook hit a big shot and whatnot and like outside i mean marcus morris hit a big three down the stretch that was a good shot it was fairly well contested he hit a big shot it happens what is really annoying is the fact that Reggie Jackson is able to get to the hoop with with very limited struggle he gets the to the hoop so easily he in his like game winning basket like the basket that ended up winning the game putting out, putting them up 111 to 110 was a good he made a good move on Austin Reeves he got to the hoop it wasn't an easy shot. He hit a good shot. I mean, I'll give him credit for that, but also at the same time, I mean, the Lakers, their perimeter defense, and Anthony Davis, he's good around the rim defensively and whatnot, but for whatever reason, a lot of times he was getting pulled away from the rim, and then the Lakers would get beat around the perimeter, and there wouldn't be a, a presence down low, as it would seem like it was, what was happening. Either way, the defense down the stretch was awful. I mean, the Lakers needed to get a stop. And you couldn't stop Marcus Morris or Reggie Jackson when you had Russell Westbrook and Malik Monk and Austin, Anthony Davis. And, you know, it's like this Lakers team is not that much better. I mean, you can see it by the standings. The Lakers and the Clippers are pretty close in the standings right now. This Lakers team is not that much better, I wouldn't say. I'm not like saying that this team should just be able to beat the Clippers or whatever. But when you have Anthony Davis on the floor, and of course it hurts to not have LeBron, but when you have Anthony Davis on the floor and you have Russell Westbrook, the the guys the Lakers have on the floor should be able to get stops and they should be able to grit their teeth, get into a defensive position. You know, it's like the, the cliche, like defender, like they slap the, the floor and the, you know, like I'm not saying that they should do that literally, but just mentally, right? Like get ready. Let's get up for this game. Let's get prepared. Let's, let's get a stop let's win this game let's not lose to the clippers and the the game didn't have the same luster as it does when lebron and anthony davis and paul george and choir playing and the teams are in the top in the west right it's like didn't have the same allure as it did two years ago but it's still like an important game for the lakers it's important to manage like to to see where you're at with with the rival, with a, a team in your division in your conference that is playing similar to now, the Lakers are zero and two. I'm pretty yeah, the Lakers have lost twice to the Clippers so far now, and their games they're both close games. Lakers should have and could have easily won those games. I mean, maybe my tone is different if Anthony Davis hits the game winner. The Lakers had a perfectly good look opportunity to. To win the game. It didn't, the shot didn't fall. It got as close as it could to going in without it actually going in. So, you know, it's tough. It's a it's a tough situation for the Lakers in that game against the Clippers. I the, the Clippers shot well. I mean, they shot where they shoot 50%, 51% from the field and 43% from three. The Lakers shot 46% from the field and 37% from three. So like the Lakers had an, an average game, not great not terrible. Clippers, anytime you shoot over 50% from the field for an entire game, it's pretty impressive. If you're shooting over 40% from three, pretty impressive. A lot of that's Marcus Morris, who went six for seven, like I mentioned. Um luke Kennard went two for four off the bench. So I mean, they just down, they ended up shooting better. They hit 40 46 field goals. Lakers hit 41 field goals. 13 threes made by the clippers versus 11 against the lakers it came down to just making more shots the thing that's frustrating is that a lot of those shots were reggie jackson just getting to the hoop super easy and reggie jackson's a good player i would love to have reggie jackson on the lakers i'm not i don't mean that like it should be like oh we should be able to stop him every single time but if you're going to win a game in a close game in Kawhi and paul george is not on the floor you would think that this lakers team that is Again, they're as healthy as they've been for the the most part, outside of they were missing LeBron and missing um, Kendrick Nunn. I mean, they're as close to as healthy as they've been all season, and they can't stop Reggie Jackson like five times in a row down the floor. Like, the Lakers just get one stop and go down and score, because they were scoring. They were at least going back and forth. Like, they would give up a hoop, give up a bucket, and then go down and get a bucket, right? Like, that's like how the game was being played, so they have, you know, they're, they were scoring the basketball. So it's like, you, you get one stop, you go down and score. That just gives you a, you know, at least a close to a, a possession advantage. I know you can hit a three and whatever, but it's like you get that, you get that possession advantage and that, that can mean a lot down the stretch. Like who, you just don't know how it plays out, but you get one or two stops. And that whole that game looks different down the, in the end of, at the end, and so the defense has been killing me lately. The defense has been just not good enough. The offense has been hit and miss. Sometimes the offense is good, sometimes the offense is bad. Sometimes defense is good, sometimes defense is bad. For the most part, though, like down the stretch, I've noticed, and it's been one of the more frustrating things for me to see is just like the Lakers not being able to play play well. So, and I tweeted, I'm trying to find a tweet that I had um, after that game, which was basically what I've been saying, but I feel like I summed it up pretty well. So I just want to pull it up really quickly. So, yeah, so I say, the Lakers' lack of defense down the stretch last night to a team without Paul George or Kawhi is extremely upsetting. Morris had a big shot, but the ease in which Reggie Jackson was getting to the basket in must-stop situations is all you need to know about this Lakers team. So that sums up pretty much what I've been trying to say. It's just like these are must-stop situations if you want to win the game. And the ease in which Reshi Jackson's getting to the hoop is just it's terrible. And again, Morris hit a big shot to help. Like if he misses that shot, then Lakers are in a better position. Do they win the game? I don't know, but they're at least in a better position than they were with him making it. So, you know, and if you didn't see the game, like look at look at the Lakers carpool Twitter feed. At Lakers Carpool, you know, there's a screen. I, I, I quote tweeted a, a tweet of the a screenshot of of Anthony Davis's last shot, and like, if you if you just show me that picture and maybe guess, did that shot go in or go out? I would say like it probably went in, but that did not happen. So Lakers were this close to winning the game. Doesn't happen. Upsetting. It's a bummer. Always sucks to lose to the Clippers, but it is what it is. This Lakers team is really struggling. It's, it's terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a crappy situation to be in and and it sucks, but thankfully, so that was Thursday. Bummer. Lakers next game was Saturday, which was, I'm recording this on Sunday. So last night, LeBron James did end up playing. So that's great. Um, so the Lakers in that game, they, I'm pulling it up really quick. Sorry, I should have had this all ready to go. Um so I liked the team, the starting lineup that the Lakers had against the Knicks. They played the Knicks on Saturday. Um it was a good it was a it was probably as good of a lineup as the Lakers can get, in my opinion. So you had LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook. I like that lineup. I don't know about you guys. I would love to hear your thoughts. Tweet me at Jay Brooksy or at Lakers carpool. I like that lineup. I like LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Anthony Davis. I mean, the only change I would make, and I think this is the, I, I would personally move. I think this is the, my, with this team. Now this is a flawed team. So I don't think that this lineup is like a championship winning lineup. A hundred percent, but you take Russell Westbrook out, in my opinion, he comes off the bench. If you had Malik Monk at point guard, Austin Reeves at shooting guard, LeBron James, Stanley Johnson at the forward, Anthony Davis at center, that is the Lakers' best lineup probably. And they should just be the starting. That should that should just be the Lakers' starting lineup in my opinion. Have Russell Westbrook come off the bench, lead the bench team. He so he he put up 17 points against the Clippers. An okay game, not a not. In my opinion for the standards in which we need Russell Westbrook to play, not it not it was not a great game. It was okay. It was almost good enough. The Lakers almost won the game, so it was almost a good enough game, but it just it, at the end of the day it wasn't. Now, against the Knicks, this was a pretty crazy game. The Lakers got down big. They gave up, they gave up 42 points, I think, in the first quarter. Just complete. just a terrible first quarter gave up 42 points. Yeah, 42 points. They were down 42 to 29 after the first quarter. And then the Lakers had a big third quarter. They pretty much switched their tune. They were terrible in the first quarter defensively, and then they only gave up 13 points in the third quarter while scoring 31. So that got them back in the game. They were down big early, fight back, make it a close game. They down the stretch down the stretch, they got within well they they got a lead they had like a seven point lead or five five to seven point lead like late in the game they were trying to run the clock down but they weren't doing it smart they were just dribbling the ball getting within two to three seconds of the shot clock and then jacking up a really bad shot that shot would miss the Knicks would go down RJ Barrett hit a big three the game ends up going to overtime and I should mention, I don't forget if I mentioned it or not, but LeBron James was back for last night's game. So, oh, I mentioned the starting lineup. LeBron James is back. So good to have him back in the lineup. He played as well as ever, um, as well as he was before he left. So I guess the rest was working. Um, game goes to overtime. Lakers end up pulling out the win, one twenty-two to one fifteen. They win by seven. They win overtime, eleven points to four points. So down the stretch in the fourth quarter, or in the in the second half of the game, in overtime. Overall the defense was a much was much better. Uh down the stretch in the fourth quarter though, not as great, obviously, because they were up and had a chance to just seal the game, but they couldn't get stops and they couldn't hit buckets and Knicks come Knicks come back for us overtime. And you know, it is what it is. The Lakers got the win. It was it was an ugly win again. I mean, I feel like every win the Lakers are getting recently are ugly wins, but a win is a win. Nice to beat the Knicks team that we lost to earlier this season in new york so nice to get a little revenge there obviously good to have lebron back so going down the uh the box score lebron james 29 points he played well 13 24 54 from the field did not shoot well from three only shot two for seven 28 percent anthony davis played well 28 points from anthony davis 13 for 1968 he did not take a three you know his three-point shooting has not been that great this season he, like when he first his first season with the lakers when the lakers won the championship he was a good three-point shooter he was pretty consistent he was one of the lakers better three-point shooters that was not a great three-point shooting team but he has not been great from the three-point line this season to the point where like it's all, probably better that he's not shooting threes but 28 points nonetheless. He had 17 rebounds. 28 points, 17 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 blocks. Good game from Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been looking good since he came back from injury. I mentioned this in the last episode where I expected him to kind of have a slow start, get back into the rhythm and and whatnot. But he played 41 minutes, 28 points, 17 rebounds, 4 blocks. I'll take it. That's a a great Anthony Davis game. game That is a championship-level Anthony Davis right there. That's the Anthony Davis we need. Malik Monk, 29 points. He's been playing really well lately. 11 for 20, 55%. 4 for 8 from 3, 50%. Pretty good. um, 2 assists. Now, Russell Westbrook, 5 points. 1 of 10 shooting. 0 for 3 from 3. 3 for 7 from the free throw line. 42% from the free throw line. Um, 4 rebounds. 6 assists. He played 29 minutes. He played... He played 10 minutes less than Malik Monk, Anthony Davis, and 11 minutes less than Anthony Davis. So 10 minutes less than LeBron James and Malik Monk and 11 minutes less than Anthony Davis, or 12 minutes less. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, man, I don't know. I mean, he got benched late in the game. He got benched. Vogel benched him late in the game again. So, I mean... Again, the Lakers get the win. We're happy about that, but we got to look deeper into this team, right? Carmelo Anthony was out. He did not play due to some injury. I think it was a hamstring thing. I could be totally wrong about that. Um, he missed, but I think he's day to day. Like he might come back on their next game. Trevor Reza, he had a huge three down the stretch, which was which was great. He had 11 points. So good to see that from him. Taylor Horton-Tucker, a tough game. Two points on one for six shooting. Austin Reeves, not a great game. Nine points, two for five shooting. Not not bad, but not great. Avery Bradley, didn't do much. He played 12 minutes. DeAndre Jordan played three minutes. Why is he even playing? Why? Uh, Dwight Howard was out due to injury slash illness, so I guess that's why. But, um, yeah, we got to talk about Russell Westbrook. I know he's been like a punching bag for me lately. Well, I mean, this whole season. For good reason. I don't mean I don't think that it's not uh there's I, there's foundation to to that. Um one for ten in the game, five points, gets benched late in the game. I know Russell Westbrook wants this to work out. I think LeBron James wants I think everyone wants it work wants it to work out. I want it to work out. But the season's coming to a close. I mean do the Lakers at this point just give up basically and just say well, the team is what it is. Maybe we'll make the playoffs. Maybe we can make a run in the playoffs, but chances are pro- probably kind of low that that happens. It is what it is. We made a mistake. The team is not what we thought it was going to be. Do you do that? Or the trade deadline is coming up on Friday. I mean, in my opinion, and again, I will go back to my tweets. I tweeted this last night. I tweeted this from my personal account, retweeted it on the Lakers Carpool account. Um, well, I actually, I tweeted this the day before. I said the Lakers are three games below 500, ninth seed in the West, and will likely not, and from the rumors I'm seeing and and, and how things are, are working out, will likely not make a move before the trade deadline, partly because of a terribly constructed roster. And I, what, I, what I meant by that was like, you have a guy like Russell Westbrook who's has like a $40 million contract that you can't trade because no one wants him. He's undesirable. Taylor Horton Tucker, who is... Yeah I mean he's been a, like he was desirable last year but he's come out and he's not he's been super inconsistent overall has not played that well and he's not a super desirable guy Kendrick Nunn who has been injured all season so there's no desire in him and then everyone else is super old so like you have like a very untradeable team uh and I, I just had to call out Palenka. just absolutely awful work from Palenka this season in, in the past off season Terribly constructed team, making it to the point where like we literally can't make a move to make this team better. So, but then I tweeted last night after the Knicks game. Um, I said, I mean, you have to do whatever you can to trade Westbrook after tonight if you're the Lakers, right? Like you have to, you have to look, you have to do whatever you can. Whether that's a trade for John Wall, whether that's a whatever, maybe it's a pack, and maybe maybe at this point the Lakers try and get some draft picks back like i don't know i don't i don't know what the right answer is i mean the the blazers the trailblazers made a big trade with the clippers they traded norman powell and i think it was with the clippers and um to the point where like it kind of looks like the blazers are kind of getting ready to tank a little bit and I've said this before, I mean, like, there's no better team no better guy to have in your team if you're wanting to tank than Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. And I don't know what if you if Russell Westbrook has like any no trade clauses or anything like that, but there's no they're really like, think about it. I've said this before, so it's not necessarily new, but think about it. Let's think about it again. Russell Westbrook, super inefficient player, but he has star power. He has he has fan there are fans of him. Like there are the Lakers have fans right now that were not fans last year because they're Russell Westbrook fans. So you like, he has that kind of star power, even though he's not as good now as he used to be. He's very inefficient. He'll put up points. He's fun to watch. He's fun. He's a name to have on your team. He'll sell jerseys maybe, but you're probably not going to win a ton of games. So you can tank with a super, like there's not many stars in the NBA that you can have on your team and tank with. He's one of them. And I'm sure he doesn't want that. I'm sure he wants to try and win win a ring. But I don't know. It's not working. So Russell Westbrook, if you're the Lakers, like if I was the GM of the Lakers and I don't know what they've tried to do already or not tried to do, you have less than a week until the trade deadline. I'm doing whatever I can to trade Russell Westbrook. I don't know what the offers are going to be like. At this point, I would rather have Ben Simmons on the Lakers than Russell Westbrook. At least he's younger. And I feel like he could play well against LeBron. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, I know after the playoffs... I think I might have said this on the podcast. After the playoffs, when he was basically afraid to shoot the ball in a close game, I called him out, and I was like, I would never want this guy on my team. <laughs> but <laughs> that just shows how bad it's been this season. With, like, high expectations. We've had high expectations. The expectations have not even been close to being, being met, and... I'm now thinking that Ben Simmons wouldn't be so bad. But there's also apparently like I guess the Sixers are looking at trying to trade for James Harden too, so Ben Simmons would probably be a part of that trade. There's a lot of there is a lot of competition with these trades right now, which is part of the Lakers' problem, is they don't have guys that are desirable. With West Westbrook being one of them, THT being one of them, Ketrick Nunn being one of them. Not a whole lot of desirable guys and then the old guys, right? not a ton to be desired for with this Lakers team, unfortunately. So poorly constructed roster has led to a team that the Lakers can't, we can't right our wrongs by the trade deadline because we messed it up so bad. But by we, I mean, Rob Polinka and LeBron James behind the curtain. So it sucks. It's a, it's a, it's a sucky situation. Russell Westbrook, only able to put up, he's just so inconsistent. I mean, even in the game that we lost to against the Clippers, he put up 17 points. That's better. He shot under 40%, though. And it wasn't, in, like, he's not able to do enough for the Lakers to win. I would argue that, and again, we have LeBron James in that game. Lakers win that game. Unless something goes terribly wrong or something. But, like, LeBron, Lakers win that game with LeBron. But... Don't have LeBron. It just it sucks. It's a it's a it's a crappy situation. I want Russell Westbrook to win. Watch. I mean, I was just watching him in the press conference after the game last night, and like I feel bad. Like personally, I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. I want him to do well. I want, but he looks so discouraged, which is not helping. I'm sure his just you want to be in the right headspace, right? And he's so discouraged. He's bummed. I would be too if I were him, and I feel bad for him. But it's just the name of the game is how it works especially when you're the Lakers and you have a guy like LeBron James who has a time clock on him right now. He's not, he is older. Like the Lakers put all their eggs into the, into the LeBron Anthony Davis basket. And there's only so much time for that to work out. You know, you want to take advantage of it and and Russell Westbrook isn't helping. They thought it might help. It's not helping. You got to do what you can to move off of him. I feel bad for him personally, but it just is what it is. What it is. I wish that he was better than he is. I wish he could figure it out. I wish he could make shots more consistently. I mean, there <laughs> when he was doing the the press conference, Spectrum Sports Net was showing brief, like highlights from the game. Well, I wouldn't call them highlights, but like from the game last night. And there's a shot where he tries to bank. Sh- it tries. To, he tries to do a bank shot, and it hits off the side of the backboard. From like, it wasn't like it was a a shot from the corner. It was like a shot from what do you call like the elbow right like the the wing the elbow and an e that's as easy of a bank shot as it gets right because you're like diagonal to the hoop and he shot it off the side of the backboard you know like i don't know what his issue is i haven't taken the time to like look at his shot and like what he's doing and all that stuff but there's something wrong with it and i I don't know what you got to do to fix it but he has zero touch he cannot shoot the basketball Maybe he doesn't work at it. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe he has. I don't know. I just don't know, but it's bad. It's bad. And I wish he was better, but he's not. And I think if the Lakers don't move off of him by the trade deadline, if if they're not able to make a move, and I would love to hear the reasons, like what happens, whether it's they're not able to do it because no one was interested. I wouldn't understand that, but at least they tried. If they didn't do it because they just are convinced that they want to try and make this work, I'm going to be disappointed in that. I will think that's the wrong move, and the Lakers are not doing right by the fans, and by the team as a whole. So, unfortunately, it's time to move move off Russell Westbrook. If and if they're not able to do it, I mean, I kind of get it, but also, I, I if the like if I'm if I'm a GM of the Lakers, I'm doing whatever I can. I mean, I'm not taking a, I'm not I'm not taking a bad deal, but I'm a little open to. Lesser deals potentially, because I think he's hurting the team more than I mean to the point where he's I mean he had to be benched late in the game against the Knicks. It's not like he was even a good team that they're playing, but he had to be benched late in the game. He only got twenty nine minutes of playing time. You want to pay that guy forty million dollars? Like I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough trade. It's not easy. It's not an easy trade. But Lakers have to do whatever they can to fix that situation and then really quickly looking forward to the next game against the bucks we play the bucks tuesday night at home lakers lost to the bucks before i think having lebron james and anthony davis back together obviously give the lakers a chance but given how the lakers have played so far this season i don't feel super co- convinced that the lakers will win this game hopefully with how anthony davis has been playing and everything they can they have a chance to to win they can be fighting to win this game but i don't feel super convinced the lakers will actually win this game but again like i said hopefully they can fight and win and again i feel bad for what i was saying with i mean i don't feel bad but it's tough with the whole thing as i was saying about russell westbrook earlier like he hasn't had a whole lot of games played with both lebron and anthony davis so getting gelled in with that situation is tough but i mean you can still see from the way he's playing his zero touch around the rim his struggle to get jump shots to make layups all these things is is kind of a himself thing and less of like a playing with the certain guys thing in my opinion but that being said i mean Russell Westbrook LeBron James Anthony Davis playing together against the bucks you have a chance to win that game with the talent you have on the floor and hopefully Carmelo's back lakers have a chance to win but at the same time i don't feel super convinced that the lakers will actually pull off a win in this game against the bucks so it's tough to it's tough to say how the lakers are going to do Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they can they can win. And at this point, I'm just hoping the Lakers can be in the game and fight and hopefully get a win. But, again, I don't feel super convinced that they will actually pull off the win. So, upcoming after that, we have Portland the next day. So, another back-to-back game. A winnable game. Um, we just played them a few days ago. And in that game was our pulling up the schedule. The Lakers. When was that game? Yep. Yeah, okay, we beat them by five. That's right. So we did beat the Buck or the Blazers uh, a few days ago. So again, another winnable game for the Lakers. The Bucks game will be tough, but a winnable game for the Lakers. And then we play the Golden State Warriors on the 12th. Tough game. Then Utah. Then the Clippers again. So we'll see the Clippers again. Hopefully, we can we can pull off the win there. Lakers find themselves now at 26 and 28, ninth seed in the West. Clippers are 27 and 27. They're, I think, the eighth seed in the West. So it's night. It'll be good to win those games. The Lakers are ninth seed in the West. They are three games back of the Denver Nuggets in the sixth seed. So, I mean, like, it's still possible. Things are still possible for the Lakers right now, but just got to start winning games. I mean, there's still games that the Lakers should be winning at this point in the season, and they're not winning them. And the more games we lose down the stretch, the less likely, the less confident I am that the Lakers will actually be able to make a run. Right now, if the season were to end, the plan tournament, you have Minnesota Timberwolves in the seventh seed, Clippers in the eighth seed, Lakers in the ninth seed, Trailblazers in the tenth seed. I like I like the Lakers playing against those teams. I I would be confident playing against those teams. The Lakers have a really good chance to make the playoffs. That being said, I don't want the Lakers to have to be in that position. I don't want them to have to be in the playing tournament if they don't have to be. So, being only three games back of the Nuggets in that six seed is attainable. You just gotta start winning, start winning ball games. And I mean, it starts with the next game, right? I mean, the next game against the Bucks, it's tough. You got to do whatever you can to win that game. And the game after that against the Blazers, the game after that against the Warriors, and the game after that against the Clippers. I mean, you just got to do what you what you can do, and it's just take it a game at a time. Hopefully the Lakers can stay healthy and start winning ball games because we need, if we could get to the six seed before the season ends, that would be huge. That would be, that would be major. And if we can't, then we can't, but, but it would be huge if the Lakers could do that. All right. And then last but not least, just a quick mailbag segment. We got a We got a question that came in this week from Mateo and he asked, should the Lakers trade Anthony Davis and try and get a haul in return? I don't know. I mean, I've been very pro Anthony Davis both myself as a fan and on this podcast publicly. I like Anthony Davis. The way he's been playing recently, I don't think you trade him. I still like the Anthony Davis LeBron James duo. That's something that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. The pick and roll that they can run, just the the dominance that they can have down low. They can both spread the floor and shoot from three, even though I mentioned Anthony Davis hasn't been shooting that well, but they can both spread the floor. Yeah, you could get a haul in return. You could get, I mean, I I don't know the specifics of like the contracts that are around the NBA right now off the top of my head, but you could get a good haul in return. But I still like investing in Anthony Davis. I I would I know we just talked about how like I don't know what you can get for Russell Westbrook and, and whatnot, but I like I still like Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Like I still think that the Lakers should run with that. And they just messed up the roster around them, which sucks in my opinion. But I think that they could still figure it out and and get some guys around them and get the right guys around them. We did it once. We almost did it twice. And third time we messed it up a little bit. So, I mean, I think the Lakers hold on to Anthony Davis at this point. Like he, there's not too many dominant big men and to have one on your team is, is pretty big. I will, I still stand by the fact that I think LeBron James and Anthony Davis are one of the best duos in the NBA. So you go up against them in a seven game series in the playoffs. It's hard to bet against them. It still is hard to bet against them, even when they're not good. I mean, you look back at the last season playoffs uh, against the, the Suns in the first round. Lakers are really close to winning that series if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt. I'm not saying it would have happened, but it's it's not out of question. Lakers were really close to, to like taking that series as the seventh seed. So I still like Anthony Davis. I'm a little biased towards him. That's part of it. I It's hard. I like him. I don't want to trade him personally, but I still think from a basketball standpoint, he still has more to offer, and he, he plays well against LeBron James, which is important. And I don't know. It's not guaranteed that the, what you get in return ends up being better, in my opinion. So I like Anthony Davis. So I'm biased, like I said, but I still think from a non-biased standpoint, you still would want to hold on to them. I think, again, I'm so in the weeds being a Lakers fan and doing this podcast. It's hard for me to be unbiased. But from what I hear of other people that talk about the the Lakers around the league that are not Lakers fans that just talk about the NBA and stuff, they still talk really highly of that LeBron James, Anthony, Anthony Davis duo and whatnot, and Anthony Davis himself as a player. I mean, we saw him go up against Joel, Joel Embiid and be arguably the best player, the best big man on the court that night. So it wasn't how Anthony Davis was playing earlier this season where he was not playing very hard, not playing very well. He was playing well. And I think he is—he still is arguably one of the better big men in, in the NBA. And it's hard to come around guys like that, especially guys that are as fluid as him on the court and athletic and has that much talent. So I still like Anthony Davis. I personally would like to hold on to him and not trade him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers.